0: what's going on everybody welcome to think outside the blue box podcast i'm anthony rivera i'm the lead videographer and editor here at blue box digital and today i'm being joined by mr lex the barber himself what's going on guys <laughs> thank you for joining me man thank you for having me. a lot of people don't know this but uh this is my brother um uh, we don't look like it but <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've gotten that hard our entire life. our
0: entire lives we've heard that um <laughs> uh, what is it uh ebony and ivory <laughs> right? i <laughs> was always the milky version of you uh welcome man thank well, you, welcome thank you. to the podcast thank thank you for joining me today um i know i mean obviously we're brothers so uh we, we've known each other our whole lives so i've, I've kind of seen your journey but i want to hear it from you man like what why are you where you are
1: today well, that's that's actually a really long story, but I'll try to break that down a little smaller. Um, the, the way that I ended up becoming where I am now is I've always had issues with having bosses. I've never liked anybody telling me what to do, how to do it, what time to come into work, how much I can make, whether I can take the days off or not, if my son is sick, whether I can either take vacation time off if the let's say I wanted to take Christmas off and the jobs required to work on Christmas then days were blacked out because seniority already had the days already blocked also because I was new or I was only with the company for a year or two they would tell me oh I can't take those days off I have to come to work and just having somebody always telling me what to do started motivating me to start doing something for myself What, what kind of jobs did you have Oh, God, I've worked in everything. Um, originally, I went to school for motorcycle mechanics. So I'm certified through like Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha. Um, and I started working in the motorcycle industry. And they really don't pay much unless you actually own the, the shop or the dealer. Um, I've worked for Verizon Wireless for a, quite a few years. And that was probably my biggest wake-up call to do something for myself. That was the job that killed your soul that job (laughs) drained my soul (laughs) yeah yeah they uh what they got to the point where i just couldn't take it anymore just the micromanaging like you get off of a call and you put yourself on call work real quick just to go to the bathroom and the moment the call ends you got management like standing up like hey what are you doing i'm like "Well, i gotta go to the bathroom um
0: well, like you're a grown ass man. You should right. be able to get up and go to the bathroom right. whenever you want.
1: Right. And then I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. They're like, well, we need you on the phone. I are like, well, I got to go pee. <laughs> so give me a minute. So I would have to run to the bathroom and come back before they put me on any type of correctives or anything like that. So, I mean, it was almost like they wanted humans doing a machine's job. And I just I wanted more freedom. So I started looking into like different options and different things that I can do for myself to have that independence to have my own freedom where I can control my time. I can control how much I make. I don't have to have somebody on me 24 seven or every time that I'm going into work or even if I'm not at work, I'm not even scheduled to be at work and I'm getting phone calls that they need me to come in. I'm like, it's my day off. Yeah. Like, let me enjoy my time with my son. So that's kind of one of the things that motivated me to start doing something for myself. So, I mean, I, When I first started doing entrepreneurship, I originally started doing like a music teacher. So I started teaching uh, percussion at the church where I used to play. Um, And that was kind of one of my windows. that I was like, okay, you know what? This is actually pretty nice. I can actually work for myself whatever days I want to work, charge for what I'm teaching. And that's kind of how the entrepreneurship started. So, You're
0: just going straight to the customer. Just.
1: Yeah, or just having people come to me on the days that I tell them to come to. I set my own schedule up. So if I have something to do that afternoon, I just do my classes in the morning and then just work whatever hours I want to work. If I don't feel like working, I just tell them, listen, we're just going to go ahead and skip today and just do it another day. But it was one of those things that really helped me out expanding my mind because my mind used to be really closed. And really enclosed into the world that the school system teaches you to be. The school doesn't teach you how to be successful. The school system teaches you how to become an employee. And an employee is exactly what I did not want to be. They basically teach you, you know, like the world works this way. You have to get an education. You have to get a good, safe, paying job with benefits. I mean, the best one who would be able to explain this would be Robert Kiyosaki. Um. He was one of the ones that when I read the, the the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he was actually talking about that. Like, I didn't want to have a job. Like, most people are like, well, you have to. It's like, no, well, I don't have to. You have to.
0: You like, have that mindset.
1: Right. Like, I don't need a job. I can do whatever I want to make my money my orthodox way. So whenever I started, like, looking into all these options, I started saying, okay, well, why is it that the rich and the successful – have their time to do whatever they want and they're not always depending on these jobs and that's
0: what it's all about dude it's it's about freedom of time like you you get your time back. that's it it's not about the money the money the money facilitates the time
1: right which is funny you say that because not too long ago i posted something on facebook that i believe i sent you and armando which is our little brother that i said you know you should never be chasing after the money Because the money always runs faster. Yep. You should be chasing after your why, and whenever you start actually living your why, you'll start realizing that the money starts chasing you. Which is kind of one of those things. Because I've always like even whenever I have clients in my chair that I'm cutting their hair, I'm always like trying to motivate people. So I'm always like just talking to people, you know, like how's this going, how's that going. Some of them are entrepreneurs, others are employees, and they hate what they do. But they stay there though, so it's they, like they feel they have to. Right, right. So it's it's so hard sometimes to help somebody open up their mind, and I guess the biggest problem that I found with most people, and I could honestly say it's more than ninety percent, it's fear. When people are afraid of letting go of what they have for something that's unsure. It, it's like one of those things it's the like, fear of failure, man. it's the fear of It is the fear of failure of what, what but what is a lot the of the side? times a lot of the times it's also the fear of success. What if it works out and I can't handle it? so the the ability to be able to see, have somebody see their potential. And let them know. Because I remember I had conversations with you whenever, before you even started this. A long time ago. A long time ago. I remember having conversations with I used to tell you, like, bro, if I knew half the crap that you know about computers, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire by now. And it's just some people are so fearful of letting go of what they have with their current jobs for the what if
0: and it's hard too man because when, and especially for me when when i when i kind of looked at my life and and i i realized that i had worked for so many years i have so many student loans and i have i've traveled this path already and and to me working working that nine to five job was it right like that was the goal right. for everybody back then so it's like i had reached it and it was like you know, it, it was so it was so soul-crushing that... Empty. F- for, for me to let go of that, literally 13 years of my life, mm-hmm. I dedicated to that company, and I was willing to just let it go completely. That is the fearful. Right. That's where the fear comes from.
1: Yeah, and then it's also the fear of, you know, I have a secure paycheck to, oh, crap, now I got to bust my ass mm-hmm. and work for what I need. If you don't work, you don't get paid. Right, which is also the one... The only thing that kind of sucks a little bit about being an entrepreneur, the fact that when you're working in a corporate world, you have vacation time, you have personal time, you have sick time, you have whatever other times that these companies give you. As an entrepreneur, if you don't work, you don't get paid. So until n-
0: Until you find employees and you... That's it. Like 50 Cent says, like, that motherfucker was on autopilot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is funny because I even have, uh I've always said, you know, one of the things that I try to motivate Gio, for those of you who don't know, Gio's my son. Um, So I always tell him the same thing because he's always trying to find a way to try to help people and try to make money. And I tell him, I was like, the one thing that I can tell you is <clears throat> if. If you don't bust your ass to build your dream, somebody out there is going to hire you to help build theirs. So why spend so much effort and so much time in building somebody else's dream when you should be able to use all that effort to build your own? And that's something that's always stuck with me. And I always tell him that. And I I usually tell some of my clientele that whenever they're trying to get out of this the same routine in the world, like... You wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. You got to be at work by eight to get off at five. Then you got to be stuck in traffic to get back home to then get back That's home to either cook, clean for your kids, whether you have kids or not. Um, so it's like it's like a routine that never changes. And people be, get so accustomed to that mm-hmm. that they don't realize, you know, there's a whole nother world out there. The entrepreneurs live an entire different world. It's almost like two different breeds. Yeah. So ones who are uh, afraid to fail and ones who welcome it. Exactly. And you know what? (laughs) That's funny. You say that because there's so much negativity towards the successful that people rather argue against the successful than to learn from them.
0: Yeah. They rather hate and say, you know, you must be lucky or you must be talented. No, I bust my ass. And
1: there's no such (laughs) thing as luck. All luck is, is is just preparation meeting opportunity. There's no such thing as luck. I mean, only the... Only the poor people believe in luck. The rich make their own luck. Yeah. So it's one of those mentalities that is so hard to get out of people's minds sometimes. But I know that whenever whenever I started realizing that there was other opportunities, I mean, I've done network marketing as well. Um, yeah, you, you're the jack of all trades, dude. Like, you've tried pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it all. I mean, I've, I've, I'm a music teacher. I've done dance classes. I've taught salsa and bachata classes. I've taught, um, uh, you name it. I mean, I've even taught people how to cut hair. i am um, gone to school for motorcycle mechanics. I've gone to college. Originally, I started doing college for business. I studied business law. I studied business management and everything at uh, Strayer University. Um, but then as I'm taking these courses, I'm like, what am I really learning? I can learn all this crap online. Yeah. So it's almost like the colleges are preparing you to start your professional career in debt. In debt, yeah. So you're not really learning much. I mean, I'm not saying college is completely useless, because I mean, there are professions that you do need college. Like Like a doctor. If you wanna be a doctor. Yeah. If you wanna be a psychologist. I don't want a doctor
0: without a doctorate's degree. Right, (laughs) right. I mean, and (laughs) And there's
1: like, right now there's a lot of dentists out there that don't even have licenses, but I'd rather pay a little extra and go to somebody who does have a license and insurance and something happens. But yeah, the medical field is a little bit different, right? So I mean, whenever it comes to college, I mean, I believe that there are certain careers that if that's what you want to do, you do need college for. But college really doesn't teach much about like business and how to like get your money, like how to the proper way of making money out there. They teach you the basics, and then you go into the real world and learn what reality is. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Robert Kiyosaki used to say, like, teach me about finances. Like how does, how does the bank work? How do loans work to buy a house?
0: Jim Rohn used to say if, if they taught wealth one and two in college, he would have taken both classes, but they don't like, they don't teach you how to be wealthy. They don't teach you how to, how to start your own business unless you're interested in that and you go into that field. But otherwise you don't get any of that. Nowadays, my kids aren't even learning how to balance a checkbook see that's what i mean it's i mean it's all it's all fake with with you know crypto and all that stuff it's all digital so they don't physically see they don't they don't value the right. money
1: and jim Rohn is definitely one of the guys that i used to listen to a lot i mean i'm constantly listening to like motivational speakers um uh, we got les brown jim Rohn. You got uh et
0: um, you know that's one of my favorite things about going and, and getting my hair cut with you man is that <laughs> you always have those motivational speeches running in the background and i, I don't know yeah. i just feel pumped every time i leave here your, your yeah i've
1: actually know. i had a few people that i've cut their hair and i when i'm talking to them i let them know usually when i'm driving around in the bus i don't even listen to music sometimes i'm listening to motivational stuff and they're like yeah would you would you put it on so I put it on while I'm cutting their hair. By the time I'm done cutting their hair, they're like, yo, I'm ready to start my own business. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's also just a change of mentality, because a lot of the time, yeah, you can listen to music. Music, I mean, and there's I mean, I believe you even did a podcast on the power of music. Music is definitely one of those things that opens up parts of your brain that you didn't even realize existed. And the the song, the lyrics, the melody, all that can actually expand different parts of your brain but what are you actually feeding your brain because music is powerful but are you actually feeding it positive things like motivational things because i can and listen knowledge. to music all day and by the end of the day i put my head in the pillow to go to sleep and i'm like what did i get yeah. out of what i heard today so there's a lot of motivational and inspirational speakers, I believe. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I actually, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, I used to uh, listen to music when I drove to all my different shoots. I mean, I service the whole state of Florida, so I'm, I'm all over the state, so I'm constantly in my car. And I used to listen to music, and then uh, it, it started to get to the point where I was, like, listening to the same things over and over again. And I was like, this is not productive. Like, right. I, I need to be doing something. I feel so unproductive right now. <laughs> and, you know, I started listening to audiobooks. Mm. And podcast, and and just started feeding my brain, just started surrounding myself with things
1: that I knew were going to help me. You know what? It's funny you say that because one of the main things that has always stuck with me as well is uh, Zig Ziglar. I'm not sure if anybody out there's aware of him, but he's he was actually Jim Rohn's mentor, um, and he said something that's very powerful. If you're if you're unwilling to learn, no one can help you, but if you're determined to learn. No one can stop you. I love that. The power of knowledge is incredible because like right now it's like E.T. would say um, Eric Thomas, he was uh, the one that said, you know, right now you could take all the money out of my bank account and I'll be like, oof, yeah, that hurt. Like, yeah, I'm broke, but I know how to make it again. Yep. Now, if you take my knowledge and you take. All the experiences that I've gone through in my life to make me who I am today, I'm broke. I'm nothing. Yeah. So it's it's about feeding your mind the proper things, feeding your mind the positive thoughts, like staying positive. Because God knows everything that I've gone through in my life, including the battles and everything I've gone for custody of my son. Like you've you've been there for the majority of it. I've gone through a lot but I don't let life keep me down. Like I know that tomorrow the sun's going to rise again and I need to be ready for it. So I got to make sure that I'm ready for whatever life throws at me next. And it's, I remember, it's all a
0: learning experience too. It man. Is. You always It doesn't, doesn't matter how many times you fail, you've learned
1: something. You've yeah. al, you always end up with something that you didn't have before. That's it. And I remember one time my mom asked me, she's like, how are you dealing with all this stress? And I, I remember telling mommy, I was like, you know, if I stress out, life is still going to happen. Then if I don't stress out, life if is still going to happen. happen. So whether you stress out or not, the same thing is going to happen. So why even stress over it? Just figure out a way to get through it. And life is always going to beat you down. But it's not about. And it's fun. Actually, it's how how uh, Rocky. In the movie Rocky Balboa, he said it. It's not about getting hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep getting back up. So, yes, life is never going to stop. There's always going to be another thing. We don't know what it is, but we know that it's going to come. But it's about how hard you can get hit to get back up and keep moving forward. So... I've And you're a fighter, dude. I've seen you oh, get yeah. back up over and over <laughs> and over again. Yeah, if there's anybody out there that's ever been knocked down and got back up more than me, I need to meet them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even about that. It's just at the end of the day, it's just about, you know, you got to get back up. You got to keep pushing forward. Keep Keep moving forward. And honestly, you know, it's funny because I believe Will Smith is actually one of my favorite motivational speakers. Because... He's, he was the one that, that says, you know, failure is a huge part of success and the majority of people fail because they quit as soon as they fail something. But failure isn't really the end. Failure is only the beginning because that's where all the lessons are. Yeah. That's where all the adaptation is.
0: Jim Rohn used to say the first time you do something, it's going to be the worst you're ever at it. Right. So think
1: of it that right. way. And then the next time you do it, you're going to be a little bit better. Right. And it's, it's kind of like, like I was actually going to the gym, which by the way, I need to start getting back to the gym. So <laughs> today is January 1st, 2022. And this year I'm actually determined to get my, my health back. I'm trying to get um, back into the gym, start eating healthier, working on my business, working on everything. Um, but Will Smith even said it once, he's like, when you go to the gym, You're actually seeking failure. You're trying to take your muscles and your body to the point where it wants to quit, right? Because that's where your body learns to adapt itself. It starts adjusting itself to what it needs to be able to grow. If you're not taking yourself to that point where you're failing, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough. And it's like they say, you know, if your dreams aren't, if somebody's not calling you crazy, your dreams aren't big enough. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So many people called me crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I had, I had people calling me crazy too, whenever I had the idea of doing the mobile barbership. So the mobile barbership.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that. How did you get into that?
1: So originally I, I've been cutting hair since I was 16 years old. I've been doing my own hair and I started, um, doing your hair, uh, Armando's hair. Um, then I started doing my mom my aunts, grandmother, men, women, my cousins, then my cousin's friends, then my brother's friends. Before I knew it, I'm sitting here in the world. Like, you know, like, what should I do? Right. Like, like life just sucked. I hated waking up in the morning. I hated having to go to work and I've been cutting hair for so long and I had so many people that I'm cutting their hair. I was like, why don't I just go to school and just get my license for this, which is one of those things that I decided to go back to school for. Um, so I got, I went back to school, got my barber's license, started working at a barber shop. And, uh, at the barber shop, you know, I was learning a lot of different traits of how the barber world works and everything, but I would have like single moms from church, bring their, their kids to the, to the barber shop. And sometimes they would have like inappropriate music videos playing. And I would ask the guys, you know, you mind, you guys mind turning that off or changing it. And sometimes I would get like negative feedback back or pushback. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to do something where I control the environment, but I don't want to do something that everybody else is doing by opening up another another barbershop. Because there's There's hundreds of of them. There's hundreds. Like in every corner, you could probably find one. But there's not that many guys out there, especially in the state of Florida. I ended up finding out there was only like maybe one up in Tallahassee that was even doing it. I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can just do something to start bringing that convenience to people because everybody knows out there that the one thing that money can't buy is time. That's the only thing. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You could be a multi-billionaire and you can't buy time. But there's people that do not mind paying extra for that convenience of somebody coming out to you. Because you're saving them time. Right. You're not just sending them time. You're saving them gas money. You're saving them from waiting at the barbershop um, I used to wait two- for over an hour
0: yeah. just to get yeah. on, a lot of, a seat. lot of
1: people would schedule an appointment for one o'clock and they wouldn't be taking your hair until two 30 yeah. because they had people sitting down. They overbooked themselves mm-hmm. in case somebody cancels. I was like, no, I want to be different. I want to be more responsible. So I originally, I, I had uh, told my dad, I was like, listen, this is what I'm thinking about doing. I'm going to sell my car. I'm going to buy a pickup truck and I want to buy a trailer, like one of those enclosed trailers that they use for landscaping. Yeah. Like lawnmower. Yeah. So trailer. it was, a, it was an extra tall trailer so I could actually stand in there. I'm six one. So I need something that's pretty high. Um, and I was like, I want to build a mobile barbershop inside this trailer power it up with a generator. I gave them the, the ideas, what I had. And, uh, and he's like, "Let's do it." So that—that's well, one thing that I got—that got admit. My parents have always been always supportive of everything we do, no matter how crazy our ideas are. <laughs> They've never said and, no, right? And my dad, Bobby, has never told me no. So I like any crazy, I, yeah, any crazy you and I, oh, <laughs> Bobby, like our lives, like he, that man has never said no. Um, no matter how crazy the idea is, I was like, "Listen, I want to do this." This, and he's like, "Okay, so when like, like, right. do we start?" Yeah, So you want to start This is tomorrow? what we need, and and this is yep. where we gotta go, and- yeah. And this is how much it'll probably cost to be able to build that. I was like, okay, let's do it. And he just does it. Um, so it took us about a year to build that trailer because we literally gutted the whole thing out, including the floors and everything. And we rebuilt the entire trailer into a mobile barbershop. So I was using that for about a year or so. And then they actually made some changes to the regulations. The changes that they made were now you have to have water for at least 33 gallons per stylist. You had to have a, a water heater. You had to have a shampoo bowl. You had to have a bathroom inside the bus with toilet and a working sink, everything. So I was like, you know what? I can't fit all this in this trailer. This trailer's it was a six by 12. So, I mean, it wasn't really that big to fit all that in it. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, it was barely have- big enough to fit one chair in there. Right right but it it was nice for one check because it was yeah. comfortable and everybody yeah. would be like man like inside of this trailer you don't even feel like you're in a trailer yeah but it got to the point where i was like, okay so i'm gonna have to make some changes so it's probably time to upgrade that's when i decided i sold the trailer i sold my motorcycles and i got all that money and bought this shuttle bus so with the with the bus i ended up um building everything we have now. And that's another thing. I ended up calling Poppy and I was like, all right, so this is what happens. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so now I got to get rid of the trailer. I need to build a bus. Um, I actually have a bus that I'm going to go buy this week. And I need your help to build the mobile barbershop inside of the bus with a bathroom, with plumbing, with everything. And he's like, okay, just give me a call whenever you get the bus. We'll get started so sure enough i get home to the bus and i i call it i was on a friday and i called him up and he happened to be available that day and i was like okay so listen i bought the bus i'm on my way back to the house um to see when we can start working on he said well when are you gonna start i was like "Well, i'm gonna start today start pulling seats out because it was a shuttle bus with a bunch of seats so i'm like i'm gonna start gutting it out today he's like okay wait for me i'm on my way and so we started building the bus and uh yeah, we spent probably about a month and a half in just plumbing because figuring out where we're going to put water tanks and where we're going to put this and how we're going to run the hoses. All the logistics, everything, yeah. Everything. It just took a while. So it all altogether took about 10 months to build a bus. And I remember that. And, and right now, right now, I mean, that's... I currently own the only luxury mobile barbershop in the state of Florida. There's a couple of guys now that are starting to build like trailers like the one that I had. There's a couple of guys that have, like, the smaller vans, like the uh, Ford Transits and the, um, the Mercedes Sprinters. So there's a couple of guys that are trying to build, like, small shops, like, mobile now in the state. But as far as, like, the only luxury mobile barbershop in the state of Florida, I'm the only one. What, what made you go luxury? Uh, the clientele that I'm reaching. So the type of clientele that I'm going after, I, I kind of serve the elite so i i tend to try to take care of the guys that are usually the ones that don't have time to, to waste go get a haircut. Yeah. right the guys that really value their time and don't have time to waste at a barbershop um i service the majority of the tampa bay area some areas in south tampa wesley chapel um Lutes, lando lakes um no, I'm not traveling the entire state yet. Like you, not, yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet, not yet, but those are in the plans. Cause right now I'm actually working on getting my own product line up and working So, getting my own shampoos, conditioners, um, my nice. own hair gels, my own pomades. I mean, I'm trying to get my own line of all the products out. And the next plan after that is I'm trying to see about getting a franchise up and going with multiple buses to reach out to more areas. Autopilot exactly exactly (laughs) so you get
0: that up and running that's it bro
1: exactly so that's another one of those things that i've been trying to learn myself and through the internet how to expand um because obviously if there's companies out there expanding they're doing something to expand so why can't i so let's go ahead and just figure out how can we continue expanding how can i plan for my retirement now but I'm not talking about with a 401k. I'm not talking about my social security. I'm not talking about that because I don't even think that's going to be around by the time I'm 65. No, no way. At I mean, least the social security, I honestly think that's that's going out. Right, you right. Know, it's and, not going to be there for us like it is for the current and generation. And people, people swear up and down like, no, well, I've been paying social security since I started working. They can't get rid of that. I was like, believe they, me. They trust the government can, a little too much. They can and they will. Yeah. They can and they will. I mean, you can't trust the government for everything. I mean, you have to. Do your own thing. Yeah. Um, So the way that I'm trying to plan my retirement is how can I expand my businesses to continue my money growing instead of depending on this salary that the government is going to give me whenever I retire. So what happens is most people actually try to plan their retirement with their 401ks and with their social security. And then whenever they retire, they're like, oh, crap, I'm only making I'm only making half of what I used to make. Yeah. That's and not the, enough. the cost of living has gone up. Exactly. So, Cost know. of living goes up. The value of the dollar that they're getting is going down. So then you have people in their 70s, 80s, working in the front doors of McDonald's or as a greeter at Walmart. and because they have to. Cleaning tables. Right. Because they have to. Not because they want to. Because honestly, what everybody wants is to be able to enjoy life. Go travel the world without having to worry about, can I afford it?
0: Yeah. So, so in the school system, they teach you how to be an employee and that kind of closes your mind off a little bit. Yes. Um, to what's actually possible out there. Um, let's go ahead and elaborate on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah. So the school system kind of teaches everybody to be in a box. So it keeps you very closed minded. Um, and in order for you to do something different. You have to think outside of that box that they've built for you. So yeah, it teaches
0: you how to be, you know, subservient to others. You know, there's always a superior to you. There's always that right. person like the teacher that you look at what they to. call
1: the, the, the ladder, Yeah, the corporate ladder Yep. and that corporate ladder sucks because unless you're the founder or the owner of the company, you're never going to get up there. There's no way to, because as you're climbing this ladder, You might have a boss that doesn't understand the ladder teamwork, (laughs) (laughs) right? Or how the ladder (laughs) works or might understand, you know, I am in this spot on the ladder and this employee is threatening my job. He's better than me. So I need to get, I need to get rid of him or keep him down there or change him to a different department because he's going to take my job. So they teach you how to just stay in that box and being able to understand how to get out of that box it's not easy. It's tough, man. It's not easy because if you've been raised your entire life seeing that it's like, how can you you get out of that box? That's all you know. Yeah. If the box is all I've been taught to know. So one of the things that I, I, I used to talk to Poppy and myself, like I had to talk myself into it was how do I value what I bring to the table? Because a lot of times you start thinking about other people's wallets and pockets that you start limiting yourself from how much I can make. Like, how much is my talent worth? I used to think like, man, well, I can't charge $30, $40 for a haircut because people are not going to pay for that. But it's not people that I'm looking for. It's the elite if there's somebody out there that sees the value in what you're bringing to the table, they're, they're gonna, gonna pay, pay it. For it. They're yeah. gonna pay for it.
0: They're gonna pay for it. If I've...
1: you don't want to pay for that, go to the great clips down the street. Have them mess up your hair, and then give me a call to go and fix it whenever they're done. Because a lot of these people in these franchises, they don't really care what your haircut comes out like because they're still making their money. They're making. Yeah. They're getting paid hourly. Hourly. Yep. Doesn't so matter how many heads they cut. Right. And that's one of the things that I used to tell Poppy whenever I helped him get. Out of that mindset of the box when he started his own business, he was afraid of charging people because there was other people charging less. And he's like, well, if I charge more, they're not going to get me. I was like, don't worry about that. I had the same thing, man. Don't worry about that. You charge for your skill set, your quality. And if somebody sees the value. Somebody's going to see the value. And if they go cheaper, some, well, the majority of the time, they're going to jack something up and they're going to come back to you to be able to do it correctly. And now they're going to pay double. One for this, this taking apart, whatever the other person did, plus to actually get it done right. And it's actually happened to him a few times. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happened to me with cutting hair. And it's gotten to the point now where I charge $50 a haircut. And a lot of people are like, who would pay that? I was like, I can give you a list of over 200 clients that I have that are willing to pay for it. Plus they pay like great tips on top of that. And why is that One hell of a
0: convenience? Exactly.
1: If you don't have to leave your house, if you can actually just take a lunch break, let's say you're working at home from your computer, step outside real quick, get your haircut, go back in, you're back at work. That's what I do. And I have people in corporate buildings and stuff. So if if they see that value,
0: people don't care.
1: They don't care about paying extra, which is why I tell people, you know, my prices are not set on your budget. My prices are set on my skill set, talent. on yeah. my talent. So what, what my talents are and the, the, the convenience that I'm bringing to you is what my prices are set at, not your budget. And sometimes it's, it might sound like I'm just being an asshole, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you dude, know. this is your life. Like
0: right. you've dedicated your life to this thing that you're working on and right. you're getting better every day. That's that's how I see my, my business as well. You know, people ask me, and I I think I've talked about this in the past in a a previous podcast, but people ask me sometimes like, wow, why, why do you charge so much? And it's like, well, for the, for the, the what I'm providing you is not just the time that I'm spending with you. It's the years of preparation, practice, the, the, the hundred, literally hundreds of videos that I've had to edit to get to this point. Thousands of hours of, experience yeah and learning and constantly keeping up and buying buying apps that i need to to
1: edit and and memberships that i need you know right Licensings for some places like for you for example i know that you have even drone footage yeah you need special permits to be able to fly drones in certain areas that people don't really see that but if you don't get these permits you can't even take off yeah without getting in trouble yourself so There's a lot of things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see, and that's why they don't see the value. But if they can see the value in what you're bringing, what you're offering, they don't mind paying extra.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side of that coin as well, you know, people do seek me out, and because of my work, regardless of price. Right.
1: Right. So, yeah. And the other thing too is like me personally, I believe in taking care of everyone. And when you take care of everyone, everyone takes care of you. So if I see sometimes like in cutting hair, like if I see that it's a single mom struggling with two or three kids, I might just give a discount. Or if it's a guy that might not be able to afford it, but he really needs something or um, going through some situations, I might even throw a couple of extra things in there for free. I mean, it's not costing me anything. It's something that I'm doing for them. And you don't know if down the line. Whenever they're more situated, they'll take care of you back. They'll, they'll remember, time. you know, this man took care of me when I needed Big it. Time, yeah. And that actually takes me to another point. Because when I was working at one of the barber shops, I had a guy come in one time. And this still touches me till today. Because he came in one day and he's like, listen, I just wanted to see if you guys have a minute so I can talk to you all. He came in on a very slow day. And it was a guy that I cut his hair uh, about two and a half weeks prior. And he sits down with all of us and he tells us, he's like, listen, I just want to let you guys know that what you guys do is not just cut hair. The way that you guys service people, you don't know what kind of problems people are going through in their life that I'm going to tell you what happened with me. I came in here about two and a half weeks ago to get a haircut my intentions were to commit suicide and I wanted to look fresh in my coffin for when my family saw me. Last thing I expected was that this haircut was going to be so good that I started getting compliments on the street and the haircut was so well done that it gave me more self-esteem and gave me confidence to the point where I decided not to commit suicide. Wow. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm just cutting this guy's hair, but at the same time, I had no idea I was saving his life. He touched the man's life. Yeah. And that touches me still till today because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and he told us that day, you don't know who's sitting in your chair. Yeah. You don't know. Everybody has a different story. Everybody has their own problems they're going through. You don't know what people are going through. Just because they don't say it or they don't talk about their problems doesn't mean that people aren't going through hard times. Oh, big time. And most men and i'm gonna say men because women love to talk about their problems with their friends and stuff but most men (laughs) keep a little bit more as an introvert when it comes to their personal problems because they feel like you know talking to someone is like demanding them like you know you're not man enough if you're talking about your problems but at the same time, as a barber, you know, I see these guys all the time. like spill their hearts out to me in the chair. I mean, it's almost like I'm a, I'm a You're counselor a or a therapist first yeah. and then a barber second. Because I have men and women that I cut their hair. And sometimes they, they tell me they're, the things that they're going through. And I got to, you know, sometimes I put them in their place. I was like, listen, that's not right. You shouldn't have done that. I mean, my recommendation is to, you know, try doing this and this and that. And the fact that they feel comfortable enough to talk to me about that makes me feel like a good human being by the fact that I keep remembering that guy at the barbershop that told us what he was going through. And I, I just keep that in the back of my head every time I'm cutting somebody's hair and they start going talking to me about their problems. I try to, you know, guide them in the right way. And a lot of them are trying to get out of this corporate world. So I'm also trying to help guide them into the entrepreneur world, which is a whole nother beast Yeah, and let them know, like, you know, this is the positive, this is the pros and the cons, and this is what you need to prepare for. There's no vacation time. So if this is what you wanna do, you gotta really prepare. Yeah, And if this is what you're gonna do, you have to be 100% committed. That's, you can't go into you can't, can't half ass it. 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 You can't go into any type of commitment halfway. That goes the same thing in marriage and even relationships. relationships. Yeah, I've always told people like in a relationship, it's not fifty-fifty. It's got to be one hundred-one hundred. You both got to give it your your all. Because if I'm doing a hundred and you're doing fifty, then I got to do one fifty to make up for the half you're lacking. Mm-hmm. So that same thing goes into business. You have to be one hundred percent committed. If this is what I'm going to do, you're going to be one hundred percent into it.
0: As much work as you put into it, that's how much you're going to get out of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's another thing that's really important because a lot of people are like, you know, every time I had a friend that started becoming successful, I would notice they would distance themselves. And I'm like, well, why can't they just stay and hang out or whatever? Like why, why they gotta be like that? And it wasn't until I started doing my own thing that I started realizing, you know, success is a very lonely road. Not everybody who is in your life right now can stay there. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, they just cannot stay there. They're not at your level. Mm -hmm. And if they're not at your level or pushing you to do better, they're holding you back. And if there's one thing that I've learned is that a lot of people, they, they want somebody to sit with at the bottom. So they try to hold you back.
0: They think they're helping you up. To their level but you're actually a little bit above their level. Right. <laughs> so, so instead
1: like, of them helping you they're holding you back yeah. just so that they have somebody to sit with at the bottom
0: and sometimes it's out of love man sometimes it's you know they they think they're helping you by by doing that but right you know, they're kind of holding you back unintentionally
1: exactly so i mean a lot of the times they try to they try to hold you back unintentionally but it's not they don't see it yeah they don't see it because to them, they're like, why are you going to do all that? I mean, you're doing great as you are. Yeah. So there's no vision to try there's to grow. No there's there's no, you know, let, let's do better. Like, yeah, I'm doing great right now, but I can always I can do always better. I always do better. So it's just getting rid of that mindset sometimes, you know, getting getting rid of some of these friends sometimes that are more about, yo, let's go to the bar. Let's go drink. Um, let's go hang out. Let's go dancing. I love dancing, but am I really gonna give up my dreams to just have a good time for two or three hours dancing? And uh, it it it's tough. It's tough sometimes to be able to get out of that mindset. Yeah, you can't. You're not gonna have as
0: much free time as you used to. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that. I understand that I'm going to lose friends, but I'm okay with that because real friends are going to stick by your side no matter what. Like whether I talk to them or not, a year can go by and I can call them up and be like, yo, so how you been? Oh, it's, everything's been great. Yo, come on over. But then you got the ones that are like, well, you kind of just disappeared on me. You ghosted me. And it's like, okay. I was trying to become successful. If you don't understand that, then you're probably the reason why I needed yeah. to get you out of my life. That's confirmation for you that right. you did the right thing. Right. Because it's one of those things I'd rather, I'd rather be hated for what I am than to be loved for what I'm not. So it's hard being something you're not, it <laughs> it's is. exhausting. It is. It really is. And it's funny because that even goes into like the dating. I remember you telling me one time, you know. Whenever you meet somebody, you're really meeting their representative. You're not really meeting who they, who they are they until really usually are. like a year or two down the road, and then the real of them comes out, and you're like, yeah, their guard go, gets right. Down then you start being like, oh, okay, that's why I'm not with them. But that goes in business too, because you start meeting people that they might be. You know, this is a person that's going to definitely be an asset to me growing and becoming something. And then a year goes down the road, and you're like, "Oh, that person's gonna hold me back," or is currently holding me back, or is currently holding me back. So it, it's one of those things like, do you have to open up your your vision and really see what's going on around you? Because the worst thing that humans do is justify other people's actions to try to make it seem like, oh, "Okay, well, I can kind of understand why it's happened." But it's not. You can't justify anything. You have to really see everything. And it's it's hard sometimes too because, especially when you have time invested with this person, you're like, man, I can't just let them go like this. Yeah. But sometimes that's what you need sometimes, to do. Sometimes, yeah. It sometimes
0: it hurts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's painful, but it's necessary. It is. It's very necessary. I'd I'd rather have a, a, a balloon than an anchor.
1: That's it. <laughs> Surround Kimmy.
0: yourself with balloons. And you'll keep going up.
1: And it's funny you say that because if you were using uh, analogies, um, the other day I actually posted something uh, on my Facebook with uh, Medea. And Medea was telling you, you know, if somebody wants to walk out of your life, let them go. Let them. Let them. Because chances are they're just going to sit there holding you back. Now, the other analogy that Medea used was she puts everyone, or Tyler Perry, he puts everyone, yeah. in the brand, like in a in the perspective of a tree, where he says you know there's a lot of people, which majority of people in the world are like leaves. You know the wind blows and you're over here. That's where they go. And then the wind blows the other way and you're over here. They're very unstable. The seasons change. They end up coming down, dying off, and nothing happens. There's other people that are like branches. And then he tells, you know, you got to be careful with those branches because those branches might seem very tough. But the moment you step out on them, they'll break and let you drop and have you fall. And he says, what you need to find yourself is people like the roots of that tree because the roots ain't going nowhere, Mm -hmm. no matter the season. And you can't have seasonal people and confuse them for lifetime people. So a lot of problems happen in life where you have like seasonal uh, people come into your life and you give them, you're giving them lifetime expectations. So a lot of the times you have to understand what's the difference between these seasonal people and these lifetime expectation people, because these seasonal people are not going to hold you back. In the and, long term, yeah. and how many leaves are on a tree compared to how many roots are on the tree, which is why I say, you know, success is a very lonely road because there's very few of those roots compared to the millions of leafs that are going to come and go out of your life. So yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to find people
0: that have the same mentality too, man. Mm-hmm. And, very hard. But that's, that's the game. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find find like-minded people that are gonna, uh, you know, surround yourself Just with people. You yeah. Surround yourself with people that you admire, that you want to be like, you want to emulate. Uh, and then, you know, uh, that goes with their content too. Like Gary Vee, surround yourself with his content, surround yourself with inspirational content, just surround yourself with it and you become it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I, well, there's one guy that I cut his hair, uh, Antonio, he's kind of like my mentor and he, he told me something one time that stuck with me cause he, he, he would tell me, you know, he, he's really good at a lot. Yeah, A lot of things like this man, like I love picking his brain. I even cut his hair after hours <laughs> and don't even charge him extra because the knowledge that I'm getting from this man is just it's priceless. It. It's priceless. Um, But it's funny because he even told me one time, he's like, when I made a comment to him, I was like, man, you're so good at so much things. Like, how do you learn all this stuff? And he's like, let me tell you something. If there's one thing that I've learned is that the more I learn, the more I realized that I don't know shit. That is so true. And I was like, you know, that's that's freaking genius because you think you know about a subject, but you really never stop learning about it. There's always something more. There's always other things out there. You have specialists in the ocean. You have specialists in outer space. You have specialists in computers. You have specialists in cutting hair. You have specialists in everything. But the more you think you know about something, the more you realize you really didn't know anything about it. Until you actually go in right. and get balls deep in there, right? And then you have people that are specialists in landscaping. You have others that are, you know, selling houses and um, buying and selling properties. And so, I mean, there's so many different ways out there of doing different things and learning different things that you start realizing, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize we really don't know much about anything. And now
0: is the now is the perfect time to be learning, man, because there's so much knowledge out there. There's, there the, is
1: the internet is there is. You don't need college anymore. <laughs> you really don't. If, unless you're trying to get yourself a license, there is no need to start your professional career in debt. Yeah. Most of the multimillionaires that I cut their hair and that I've known never even finish college. Yeah, they, they, all, they all do their own thing. They start figuring out, you know, college is only going to teach them how to become an employee. And it's funny because even doctors are employees. Yeah, of the practice. Whether they're hourly or salary, they're employees. Attorneys, if you're working for a law firm, unless you have your own law firm, you're an employee. Yeah. So, I mean, there's doesn't matter what you go to college for. College is preparing you to become an employee. But why work so hard to build somebody else's dream when you can use all that effort to build your own? So, me personally, I, I wouldn't say college is a completely waste of time. If it is, it is, If it is something that you are passionate, that you want to learn... But to most, it kind of is a waste of time because the Internet has so much knowledge out there for free. Anything you want to learn, you could probably go on YouTube right now and find it. Yeah, pretty much. You have professionals out there. YouTube University. That's what I call it. Yeah. And, you know, you can find anything you want to learn. Like, let's say that I want to learn about outer space or like SpaceX and find out how to build rockets and this. I'm sure I can go on the Internet and figure out how to everything that I need, all the specs and everything and build something myself.
0: I'm I know. Honest. I know you do that a lot. You, you look
1: on YouTube and, and, and I you do. Just figure it out. Yeah. I do. I mean, that's, that's honestly how I've gotten as good as I have in everything. Like a lot of people are like, man, like where'd you study how to dance? YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> and and it's funny because nobody believes me. Yeah. I mean, I even taught salsa and bachata classes to to a bunch of students and they've asked me and I was like, I learned on YouTube because I'm a very visual guy. So, I mean, if I could see somebody do it, I'm very persistent. Yeah. If there's one thing about me, I'm sure, you know, yeah, I'm very, list. I'm very persistent. I don't, I don't quit. I don't quit in anything in life. I never quit. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I can honestly say about myself that I am relentless. And you kind of have to be if you're going to be an entrepreneur. I man. was about to say that. I was about to say that. If it, Relentlessness is a winner's quality. Yeah. So it's funny because my ex-wife one time told me, like, you're just so relentless. And I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> and, like, she felt like like she was saying an insult, but I took that as a compliment. Because to me, I was like, you know, being relentless is something that you have to be to become something in this world. You You can't. Be one of these people that are just willing to quit if you're if you're a quitter, then you're just a quitter you know go get yourself another job, yeah, just quit this one go right. get another one, but if you really want to determine yourself to become successful and work for yourself and build your own franchise or your own empire of whatever it is, you have to be relentless. you cannot quit. you have to keep moving forward, no matter what damn that's deep, yeah. <laughs> no matter how hard you get hit you get back up and you keep moving forward just keep doing it yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean the the humans are like that you know we kind of shape to our environment so if we if we create an environment for ourselves to grow then we're gonna grow that's it yeah yeah i think we're gonna leave it there man (laughs) yeah that was a perfect point to end on so, uh, again, Lex, the barber, where, where can
1: they find your stuff, man? Well, I actually have a website. I still haven't finished it. Um, LexTheBarber.com. the Um, the company that I'm building now for my product line is Lex Um, however, I have my Facebook. I mean, I have my cell phone number. I mean, I have my number everywhere. Um, my cell phone number is 813-956-6612. Um, you can find me on Google, um, Yelp. Any social media platform out there I have. And what are the, Instagram. what are the areas that you serve again? I serve the majority of just the Tampa Bay area. So, I mean, further north and further south, give or take. Um, on Facebook, you can actually find all the zip codes that I service. So you'll what, to... what
0: are you on Facebook and Instagram? Just Lex the Barber? Lex the
1: Barber, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, for us, it's uh, Blue Box Digital One on uh, Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow along, I post some behind-the-scenes stuff on there. Uh, we're also on YouTube, youtube.blueboxdigital.com. Um, obviously on the, all the social medias, uh, on TikTok, we started posting some animations. Uh, so we're at blue box digital there without the one. Um, and again, this, this podcast is going to be available in all the podcasting channels, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all, all the major ones, uh, and obviously on YouTube. So again, thanks for watching and hopefully you got some, some value out of this some business advice and, uh, we'll, we'll see you in the next video. Thanks. Yeah.